Bro, we're at Toy History Round 2. Yeah, right on, man. <laughs> Furbies, of which yeah. I know nothing and did no research. So hey, let's do it. Well, this is my favorite part of these episodes. Tell me what you do know about Furbies. Uh, they have those big weird eyes. Yep. Uh, the word Furby implies that there's hair of some sort, but I can't confirm that one way okay. or the other. Uh, and it's, I say it's a kid's toy, but is that like just saying the word toy? Is that almost inherent that like theoretically they're for kids? <laughs> yeah. A fancy dinner. <laughs> more Furbies, more fun. A stuffy office. Do, 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 do. More Furbies, more fun. Sleep. A quiet slumber party. Me. Sleep. More Furbies, more fun. Because each one talks to another one. All new Furbies. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. Uh, Well, you're right on the eyes and weird yeah. and Furby hair and stuff. Uh, definitely kids toy. Yeah. Um, like little kids toy, very much marketed towards like little kids. And they didn't really change much even when McDonald's produced them. Yeah. They just got, I mean, they, they did the little bit of hair on top, right. But mostly it's molded plastic or whatever. That's actually yeah. better because it'll last longer. Oh yeah. And this is like the ones that I've been making are from the McDonald's ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're solid. Like I, yours is on its way. Right on. I'm super yeah. excited about it. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. It's going to go right here on the desks next to other weird things on my desk. So I'm <laughs> excited about that. Uh, I'm glad that we're doing this one. So Furbies, I've fallen in love. Um, so to start off, they are made only because of Tamagotchis. Do you ever remember Tamagotchis? Yeah. So my kids had Tamagotchis. That's a that okay. little toy that like it's essentially like you uh, – it's a whatever it is, a digital game that's slash pet that you're supposed to keep alive and or do whatever. I don't know. All I know is my kid was always upset where she couldn't put it to sleep. <laughs> she wants to go to sleep. Yeah. And it won't go to sleep. Dad, it's going to die. I'm like, yeah. what's nobody cares. What's going so, on? So they, uh, Dave Hampton and okay. uh, Caleb Chung, they get together and they are trying to develop this toy. So they see the Tamagotchi and they spend nine months developing what they're going to call Furby. And the nine months is just getting like the design down and trying mm -hmm. to figure out how this is going to work. They then spend nine more months trying to figure out how to market this as a toy and get it together. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a Furby without like the skin covering. No. Uh -uh. It's gnarly looking. It's just the skeleton, but it's all the mechanics like still moving. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so they spend 18 months, come to the end, and they realize, okay, we want to go for this. So it's 98-ish, and they're like, we want to do this. We want to get this going. They can't sell it to anyone. Sure. Why? Is it just because there's so many other stuffed mechanical automated things at that point? I don't know. Like, what was You would think that. This is the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Right on. Okay. So does this like, do these like wake up? Is there like a thing where you kid gets it, they pull that little tab out, it wakes up and now it's alive and it's like <laughs> eyes blinking and then like you got to take care of it. <laughs> kind of. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So they, uh, 
we're going to crush some of that in the myths, right? Sure, so, okay. and they go through different generations and different uh, evolutions as they continue to produce them. Um, the initial ones can't do hardly anything. Okay. Like absolute junk. So they hire a guy named Richard Le- uh, Levy Levy and they're like, okay, we can't sell this. You sell this. This mm. is what it can do. This is how we're doing this. It's kind of at the forefront of technology. It uses this infrared technology that's placed right between the eyes and this sensor. Um, and it can somewhat respond, but it can't um, respond based off of what you're doing or saying. Just so, motion or whatever. It's like those, those... kind of, it's like they mostly just respond to each other. And then mm-hmm. based on how you react to what it says, it kind of picks up on that. But these first generations are very basic. So um, Levy finally takes it and he goes and sells it and Tiger Electronics buys it. And it makes its debut with the um, American International Toy Fair in 1998. And goes nuts for because, really, yeah. It's 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 like its first one. So in the first three years, they sold forty million units of this. What? Yeah. Um. Year, so like I mean, an unknown company. So they're not hooked up with any big company, right? They're just Tiger Electronics. Is uh, I mean, it's I guess that's a different. That's a company. Yeah. I yeah. So yeah. it's like not the biggest. Like it's mm-hmm. not competing with um everything as much as like Hasbro and Mattel would. Mm-hmm. Um, it is now uh, a division of Hasbro from what I can understand of how they describe it. But so it gets there and they end up selling 40 million units over three years. But what's crazier than the 40 million units is how quickly it like gets to that point. So is sells- that because everybody like do the companies buy this, put this on the shelves, and then sort of push it, or were people into this? And I then think it gets commercial huge. branding. Ah, so okay. yeah, the commercials were still really good. The ads, um, because it was so new and unlike anything else, uh, there is. I wrote down so much about this. There is a term that they use for it that is weird. It is the first edition of this. Um, domestic robotic thing. Like it's the only, it's the first edition and the only thing of its time to kind of mimic like Jetsons style stuff. So it's funny you said that because I was thinking the same thing I'm thinking in my head is so this is the evolution of Judy Jetson. <laughs> yeah, and it's so it and a lot goes into it to make it that, but it's the first one, so people go crazy. So it sells 1.8 million in the wow. first year. Next year, 14 million, and then doubles one more time the third year. Wow. And so uh, it's at 24.2 million. And there was this weird craze. So, do you remember when we talked about um, Beanie Babies? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the weirdness of the secondary market. Same so, here. Yeah. So, so much goes into the secondary market of, um, there's not any magazine or any actual market other than what people are valuing things at. Mm-hmm. And so people are picking up on trends. So some of the colors and furs are really hard to find. So those become the rare. Some of them are like they just look a little better. So those are like maybe not so rare, but they're just like the harder ones to find. 
And so the secondary market, they start to go for about a hundred bucks, upwards of two to three hundred dollars. Wow. In one 12 month period, 27 million Furbies were sold. And that's only on the secondary market. And and like this is back to eBay starts at this time, probably Christmas, right? People's kids see this stuff. The ads are in between whatever. They're starting to go like, oh, we got to get a Furby for so-and-so. Yeah. Is this an adult collector thing or is this only like kids and it went crazy for kids? Only kids at the moment. That's what was so bizarre. So Beanie Babies were so crazy because not only did kids want them, but then adults did. Mm-hmm. These were so ahead of their time that kids were like super into it and adults still didn't know what they feel about it. And so it was a weird dynamic where kids would see the commercials or they would see the ad and just immediately like, Oh, I got to have that. Right. Right. In between my little pony or whatever else is on at that time period. It's like, Furby. I don't know what their ads sound like, but I mean, just in my brain, I imagine like, Furbies, here they are. Yeah. Best friend. And then, you know, like some weird sound effects and then like show them moving around on the floor or something like that. And then like uh, kids are like, mom, I want a Furby. And then your parents have to figure out what a Furby is. And then that's where it starts because they may or may not have them. Oh, I want the purple one. Right. Yeah. And then your parents can't find the purple one. Well, let's use this eBay thing. So, and then they go to eBay and that starts to create this whole could could be why this creates this whole craze thing because yeah uh, just parents trying to get the the Christmas present under the sh- the tree or whatever right so yeah and then the these stores are becoming sold out and you can't find a unit anywhere um, and then you have the like what what's crazy is these are old enough that a lot of the things describing their secondary market is you would see ads in the newspaper weird yeah. Which is weird because that didn't happen as much with Beanie Babies. And so this is – it's taking on new like weird things that no other toys did at the time. So my kids my kids were – it was later, almost 10 years later. But see, there's this thing called Hatchimals. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so like basically, you know, pops out of its egg or whatever. And that year, that was the bonkers thing that we had to have. Mm-hmm. And I remember my wife tracking one down. But it wasn't – it wasn't uh, – suggested retail price right it yeah. was whatever we had to pay to acquire this stupid thing that basically worked once so yeah anyway. and hatchimals what's funny is uh whenever you look at furbies hatchimals are the next uh, yeah gotcha. so furbies spurred on we're gonna eventually on all these different toy history things we're probably gonna i want to do an episode where it's like the weird toys that didn't last but were really popular sure and Furby started almost all of them for that one episode yeah, about just like, like super hot, right? Just yeah. like super hot. And then, yeah, I don't know. Do they still make these things? I'm glad you asked. So we're going to get to there. But okay. they made so many generations and the marketing budgets just aren't there, I don't think. Sure. Because they started, they ended, I think, in like 2018-ish. So pretty recently. So um, I found the thing. It's domestically aimed robotics. So this is the first edition uh, that was trying to get something that would almost replace your pet. (laughs) And so they like, what a good marketing scheme. Like I can't get little Timmy a dog, but I can get him a Furby. Uh, So you've heard of AIM, right? Advanced Idea Mechanics from Marvel Comics. So like, it's just like. 
just that name right there immediately makes me think that Modoc's going to take over or something. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And so, like, and so this is a little bit about the Furby when it first came out. This is kind of what it could do. So, of course, it had the infrared uh, little sensor. Mm-hmm. It spoke something called Furbish, which you can find. Furbish. Yeah. It has its own language. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. not the scary part about this. So it has its own language. They communicate with each other and do whatever. Um, you can you can find what certain phrases actually mean in English. There is a translation. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's but it doesn't like fully equate as if I was translating from Spanish. Do you have an audio clip? You got to stick an audio clip in. Danola, do you speak Furbish? Danola, party time. With this one, it grew. This, this is where it starts to get real tricky and will eventually um, spur on myths that actually cause it to be banned by certain organizations. What? Yeah. So it will eventually stop speaking Furbish. It'll start speaking it less and less and pick up English more and more. Okay. I so guess just, I could understand that. It just goes yeah. from the gibberish toy to like, it says cute phrases. Right. right. But nothing that they still claim to this day that nothing it was learning. These are all pre-programmed things. Right. And it functioned based on how you would respond. So if it said something and you pet it, it would repeat mm-hmm. because it got some kind of affection. However, they did that. So when it first came out, it spoke nine languages. It So it was like had the possibility of those nine uh, English, French, Spanish, German, Italian, Japanese, Swedish, Greek, and Portuguese. Is this like the Toy Story thing where you flip the little switch? Like there's a module in the model, <laughs> right? And, and, and like, you know, it does the Japanese for – they just make sure that setting's on for that particular area or whatever. So. Yeah. So I did an immense amount of research to figure out just that. Mm-hmm. And from what I can understand, certain – countries like based on where it was sold that's what it would do there was no reason they only chose these nine languages um and later editions will actually drop some of those languages and the latest ones will pick up like 12 more oh yeah new Um, markets or whatever yeah there were some furbies however that while they were in testing knew all of the languages so it would it was kind of like whatever you were speaking it would just take that path but still have the ability to do whatever gotcha. super advanced it's crazy uh, it's weird yeah cuz this is the time we have to remember that this is the time the movie small soldiers is coming out right so the dream of our toys waking up fighting and doing all those things or the dream of being uh, Andy and Woody and Buzz are in the next room singing or doing whatever. This comes out and is like an immediate hotspot for what we wanted. And so um, it like it has this weird thing where because of its electronics to begin with, it's immediately banned by several intelligence agencies all over yes. the world. Because they're assuming you could smuggle stuff in or use the tech for other things, I guess. So it's the tech part that got them because they realize there's a microphone in there. Uh And what is scary is this isn't like a uh, propaganda thing. They knew their own technology, so it had to have been more advanced. But they assumed that it could be hacked and listened to. And so they like started banning all these things all over the world. Um, 
And okay, so, so this makes this this kind of more interesting is the fact that the minute you and I started talking about Furbies via chat, like yes. in, Instagram messaging, I started getting Furby ads, right? Yeah. So so the whole idea, <laughs> the whole idea that like Furbies like back then would be listing and then they could use that ironically kind of happens now with yeah. Furbies. <laughs> so, <Yeah. it's- laughs> so what's crazy is the technology that we are so okay with now. Because I scary. Get, yeah. I get targeted ads all the time. I love right. it. Cause I obviously want the stuff like right. target away. Um, the NSA and all these other intelligence agencies were really paranoid that it was going to happen. And wow. they're, they're now like, let's do this. We want to listen to everyone. They were right, so yeah. panicked. Yeah, that's well. I guess that's the first time that that kind of idea was just a, a mass market kind of thing, rather than that being something that I don't know, some other scenario. Bizarre. Yeah. And so there is. This is kind of Generation One. It doesn't get much uh, better than the one I showed you. It's just kind of simple. Right, mm-hmm. like rudimentary and what it does, but it's still advanced for its time. Mm-hmm. So the next generations that come out, um, or the generations that there are, is from ninety-eight to two thousand two, from oh five to oh seven, twelve to fifteen, and then from two thousand sixteen to seventeen. Hmm. So, and so they're like they're just like trying to relaunch the franchise. Like, is it dying off? And then they figure out like a new gimmick. Yeah, yeah, we're back. It becomes a thing of like, do you um, the same thing that um, that they do with Star Wars toys, right? Mm-hmm. So they know that we a lot of us grew up with them, and so now that they're saying like, oh, do you remember when you got your first Furby? Here's its new brother, like, and gotcha. it just continues. Um, but it never it never sale like has high sales like it did before. Sure, sure. The yeah, first time, so, right. Um, here's the crazy thing. It spurred off other licenses were like a really good cash grab for them. So the ones that are most notable, um, uh, there was a talking Yoda one. Okay. Um, yeah. Gizmo had one from the gremlins. Hey, what is this place? Is that Gizmo from Gremlins? No, that's my Furby. He's talking to Gizmo. Makawai, not fussy. Grandpa. He's a wise guy. But remember. I know, I know. He hates bright lights. No. Never feed him after midnight? What then? Gizmo, he'll be your best friend. Gremlins Interactive Gizmo. Furby sold separately. Batteries not included. Um, There was one called Shelby the Clam, which was like it's cousin it had like a whole nother thing And then it spurred off one that was really different and more advanced, but in the same time frame of E.T. Oh, right on. Okay. So E.T., though it's at the same time as this first generation, has the ability to detect things around it. And so it starts already becoming advanced. It learns 
based off of what you're saying, it plays hide and go seek. It does weird stuff. And so um, it like I had the ET one growing up, oh, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was a Furby because the box is right. absolutely branded as ET. Right. Yeah. So that's basically all of Gen 1. Nothing great. Gen 2 kicks in and the name of what a Furby is changes. So it's still a Furby, but they call them emotatronic Furbies. Emotatronic. That's hilarious. That's a great word. Yeah. So they're given uh, – this is where it starts to get crazy. They're given more ability for emotions and the capability to move different parts of their face. Uh, right. Nothing – again, nothing crazy. In the original ones, it's just gears that are turning. So it's like simple stuff. The new ones, uh, the ones that came second, had a little bit different stuff. So like different parts of their face would move. On top of that, they could react to uh, voice recognition stuff. So that now they started to pick up on who was talking and if it was actually the person that they knew and was the user. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like a step process that you have to go through at the beginning to be like, hi, hi, Furby, like so that it, like, it recognizes the sound or something? Or I think so. So when the Furby first came out of the box, it would do its stupid Furbish thing immediately but as you started talking to it it would then start to like immediately pick up on just who you were instead of um like the introduction of yourself is less formal but like you're the only one that plays with it right so then when someone else talks it doesn't respond the same it, that well for whatever reason i just think of it because my puppy barked upstairs the whole idea of like you're supposed to, your kid opens it up. It does this little, hey, I'm here, blah, blah. Yeah. Say hi to me. And then the dog goes, ruff, ruff, ruff. And then it responds to the dog for the rest of the time. And yeah. it responds to the kid. <laughs> the dream. I it's, hate this Furby. It's, yeah. it's broken. <laughs> it's only barking at me. Yeah. I, my, I, what I was going to do is I was going to uh, screen share and put up all the different phrases that and try to see if you could like say them. Oh They're really stupid. Yeah. So um, in this second generation of Furby, it drops two um, languages. So it drops down to seven. Uh, Swedish and Greek come off. I don't know why those were even in the mix, but they they come off immediately. Sure. Um, And they don't add any new ones, but it's the first time that it spurred off outside of U.S. sales of something that wasn't sold here called Funky Furbies. Okay. Yeah. Funky Furbies were weird. They knew. So uh, the Furbies would sing and they would do all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. and they would talk and they would uh, have programmed languages. Funky Furbies knew three other songs. Okay. Nothing of significance to us, but it just knew three different things that our American Furbies didn't know. Are these like, they're not pop songs, right? They're just songs they made for the Furby to sing. Does it sing like some sort of weird high pitched sound and like, it's Make not it, pop songs at all. If it makes your parent want to lose their mind and, and yeah. whatever. so Because it, it has to be. So why are they I, funky? Yeah. So only because they knew. I think it's like, like funk, like fun way to say like music or some weird way to like try to catch the eye of people. Right. It knew those three songs, but MP3s at this point were really basic. Okay. Right. We used to. Um, when I was younger, there was something called mini clips. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? 
I sure do. So yeah. it's like, what, 30 seconds on that little box that you plug in? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're working with that. And so pop songs, getting them programmed into all of these still isn't at its core or at the like peak of what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. So on top of uh, those like happening, like the new additions that they do, sales are never the same. They don't even come close to touching 40 million again. Uh, it drops off and then it takes there's this weird break that happens. No explanation as to why they keep taking these massive breaks. Um, but they go back into product development and comes out with Gen 3. Mm-hmm. And so in Gen 3, that's when stuff starts to get a little haywire. They ditch the face that normally is there. So the animatronic eyes and everything. Uh-huh. They put in LCD eyes and more motions all over the Furby that can move. Oh, yeah. Cool. I I. I could get that because, you know, you've got those, again, going back to Tamagotchi, but you've got those toys in Japan that are doing like the two dot eyes and the smile and stuff like that. So they're trying to pull that in and go like, hey, look, it's also a robot. I can see that not being as cute though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and so like it's cool that these Furbies are now able to like wink at you and do all kinds of stuff. But there's all those like old wives tales of, uh, man, my Furby woke up, woke me up in the middle of the night and started talking. Could have been any number of defective things, but now they're able to not only do that, but like wink at you and make emotional things. Right. So now it's like, it's really scary. So this is where it starts to get a little crazy as well. Um, They develop an app so that your Furby can be interacted with on Android and iOS. They bring the language total from seven to 14. They Mm -hmm. add like, a myriad of other uh, languages. And as a part of that, the Furby can now adapt its personality based off of your behavior. So if you're grumpy, it can be like, I guess, nurturing or grumpy, I guess, however it wants to be, right? So, And it's the first time that Furby not only is picking up on noises in the room, but it's picking up on pats more, and it's also picking up on like, in uh fluctuations in your voice influxes and in how you respond to it um and it's able to respond that's so, weird yeah. yeah the fear of the agencies at the beginning is now coming to light very quickly and this is only about uh 2012 2015 hmm. yeah so not even that long ago no and it's what is interesting about it not being like that long ago so much of it is already discontinued so yeah. that the app that came out with that generation, I'm sure gone in 2021, they just, they took down the app. I, I'm just the, the whole concept of a toy, a physical yeah. object that has some computer stuff in it. And they say, you know what we need to do to take this next level? We need to write an application for it. So let's get some developers in. Let's yep. go ahead and code this thing up. Let's spend all the power and energy to create an application that interfaces with it. Even if they're using frameworks and off the shelf s- stuff, the, whoever in the toy company went, yeah, let's go ahead and invest <laughs> in the Java development division is insane to me yeah. just because that's such a high cost, mm-hmm. low reward type of scenario for a toy. Yeah. Because right? it, it seems like a huge investment, at least mental tech investment yeah. into a thing that's sort of like going to be, I think about my, my house, it's on the floor 
and it gets kicked when you're walking from one room to the other because, oops, it's not supposed to be in the hallway. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. So anyway. And Furbies don't generally work backwards, so they can't communicate with older generations as well. Sure. Um, every once in a while, they'll like, there's some kind of crossover. But because of that and because of how far they moved and got an app, but then they shut the app down, Gen 3 is dead. You can't really do much with it unless you have multiple of the Gen 3 Furbies talking to each other. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, anybody that bought any in that timeline now yeah. has just, like, a – so there's a lot of little toys like that, I think, that start to come out right around that time because that's where my kids would be – what is that, like, 2015? I'm trying yeah. to think, like, my kids would probably be getting weird junk. Mm -hmm. around that time and there was like a lot this huge push for like apps or or things or even star wars was doing it with like uh there was something in it and you'd go online and it would i don't know some sort of interactive thing yeah that would make sound effects or whatever like that was a huge push for whatever reason uh but then i never thought about the fact that you can't use them anymore yeah all, and they're not the going to support that app forever <laughs> right and the apps aren't like i think we forget too apps have gotten really good they were never really that good for a while. Sure. 2009, the iPhone starts coming out in like massive quantity to it becomes like more accessible. Mm -hmm. So you're in six years, apps have gotten better, but they're still not at top quality in 2015. Right. And so who knows? Like I sadly, you can't find the app. So who knows what the app did? Right. Yeah. And so, but this is the first time that a Furby spurred on more Furbies. Mm -hmm. So this generation comes out and it spurs on uh, one, two, three, four, five, five different editions. So they're just doing whatever they can to try to like get yeah, money. Right. Well, keep people interested in the product because it yeah. sounds like at this point, it's not, I mean, it's not even the thing that it started as anymore. Now you've gone to somewhere else with it. And yeah. so you're trying to figure out how to capture that audience or the same age audience with a new thing, right? Yeah. So the initial ones could, you could say go to sleep and it would go to sleep. Mm -hmm. As it started progressing in gen three, you couldn't just tell it to go to sleep anymore. It kind of, if it heard something, it was up, it did whatever. And so they started like these generations started becoming almost like the predecessor to AI mm -hmm. because they're starting to develop um, better sound, better abilities to interact with not only you, but the environment. And so it was, it's like almost problematic as a children's toy now. Well, and even when you, I just keep going back to the tech aspect. So when you enroll an application into something, yeah. Right? So, uh, you're initially saying I wanted to do five operations mm -hmm. as they go farther and farther down the road, you're adding, you know, 20, 30 different operations for it to do. But what happens when you do that is the original operations start to be less and less durable mm -hmm. or, or what have, have you. So like going off starts to become more complex. I don't know why we do that, but it just seems like a thing that happens is you build out things mm. become more fragile back at the core, right? Yeah. And so you may develop an application or, or a toy with an application and not think about the fact that somebody needs to turn the thing off because what you're worried about is rolling out new features that add playability, not yeah. how do I turn my thing off? That's not even a thing you want to happen. Yeah. But that's but it's annoying to life, right? People be like, I, I just want this thing, pull the batteries out. <laughs> yeah. And so they like, of course, they put the switch on the bottom. 
Right. Um, but uh, there was a problem with some of them where it was it was this weird thing. Didn't happen to all of them, and it wasn't programmed this way, but some of them were defective where you would turn them off and turn them back on, and it would start over. Mm-hmm. And sure. it's uh, very basic, again, basic stuff. So you had this, uh, what you would call maybe a fully developed Furby that was able to hold some kind of a conversation. But once you turned it back on, it went back to Furbish and it was like, what the hell's happening? Right. That's yeah. awesome. Hilarious. So it spurred on, um, it, you, it spurred on the Yoda in Gen 1. Gen 3, it starts off with something called Furbaka. It's Furbaka from Hasbro. Hasbro is bringing Furby to the Star Wars galaxy with Furbaka. Furbaka makes Wookiee sounds like his favorite Star Wars character, Chewbacca. He hums Star Wars theme songs. That happens. Yeah, of course. I think that Furbaka and Fur Ewoks are probably like the first ones it would go to. The Ewok was never made. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then it had uh, Furblings that came out, and there was something called Furby Boom that played music and had more stuff that go with it, and then little offshoots of Furblings and Furby Boom, but nothing that held smaller, cute, like smaller, cuter. Right. There, there was. There's a huge thing where everything had to play music for a while, right? Right. So, like, it was just like. Uh, oh, and you can play your your. I don't know. I can't think of a pop artist, but a pop artist through your toy. Yeah, and they just do this. You know, what I mean. So like, that's hilarious. And hackers ridiculous. Yeah, they and they are so crazy too. Because like, they don't look like anything great. Um, but they have been like one of the things that I've read over and over about these is these are the friends of hackers. People have gotten to be able to like rewire certain things to use them for all sorts of stuff. There's videos to use them as Alexa. Really crazy. That's super like, funny. That's And super so funny. it is circuit bent for toys for for music, right? People yeah. put in stuff like that. I could see that and then make it sing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and so then it becomes like um because you can't ever recall these. It just is now going to be used for whatever, whatever we see fit at this point. And it it kind of um I, I think we've I've talked about it with Yo-Yo Dine a lot, but um, the Barbie Liberation sure. stuff that that is a a thing that's happening early '90s, and people are using those same techniques to do the same thing to Furbies. Oh right, right, yeah. And so, so were they putting them back in stores, or this is just like now that the tech is defunct, people can go in and they can just you know hot rod them essentially. And, and yeah, like, let me do let me do fun cracking with this and and because. That to me, that seems like something that you would want to do, which is just uh, I'm trying to think of an example. But uh, when I was younger, uh, my friends, we would always kind of find things like this mm-hmm. to what you, you know, you take it and you turn it into the thing it was never supposed to be. Yeah. And then that's the joke, right? Then everybody really like, oh man, we made this other thing, you know, whatever, like, uh, like Mario Paint or whatever. Okay, yeah. so I made Mario Paint do this now. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you know, what I mean, and you've got those people that take video games, and then they do. Oh, what is it called? I can't remember. It. My kids all into this. Uh, where like they take video games and they create 
new levels that are like super impossible to, to do. Oh uh, yeah. 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 I, I forget what that's called. There's a name for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, so it's the same kind of idea, which is like once something has been created and is out there in the public and the public gets bored with it, there's going to be, it usually isn't huge, but depending on how funny or popular it becomes, there's a movement or a boom of people who come back and go, remember that thing? Yeah. Look what I did to it. I've turned it into something useful again, useful maybe as a joke, but useful in a way that where it takes the thing that's now, you know, garbage and it has restored its value in some sort of way. Right. Yeah. That, and that happens like in all kinds of art forms, not just toys or necessarily, but uh, yeah, that's super fascinating. So my dream is to make a whole TikTok series where I have some kind of remote and I'm not even in the video, but this thing is just like moving and talking. Right on. Yeah, it would be so funny. Or to get a microphone out and just be talking and the thing is moving. Well, so like, yeah, and then like, well, that's a thing. Look, I don't know if there is, but you would guess. And maybe there is a TikTok. Somebody's already done like the Furby <laughs> channel. Yeah. Right? Or you could do it like the Furby channel. And then you just go there and then like it's your Furby wisdom of the day or Furby notes or or whatever. It's Or whatever, telling jokes or something like that. I that could be that could be a thing right there. You know, therapy so, Furby. Uh, right, exactly. Oh man, think about that. If you, you tune into the Furby channel, it's got like the meditative music in the background, you do a little animation type thing, and then the Furby says like whatever its peaceful speech thing is for the oh, day. Yeah. That so as funny as that is, that could literally be something that people would get in, into, especially the, the way TikTok seems to operate. That yeah. would just be the kind of thing that if caught. If if catches on for however that works, could take off and be like the thing for, you know, when they do those retros. Twenty twenty two. Remember the Furby re- revival movement or whatever. <laughs> with, and so, yeah, that's neat. maybe we can outsell their first year. Yeah, they, well, I doubt. We <laughs> might be able to. We might be able to get a couple people to go like, "Hey, I want to buy a Furby off eBay." Yeah. So, so they these start. They take a break again. Uh, twenty fifteen. They die off one more time. For some reason, um, Tiger Electronics and Hasbro, its parent company, um, decide to bring it back. I don't know what they're thinking, but it happens. So they uh, they get it back and they add a couple new features, but it doesn't jump so crazily. Um, somehow they're able, again, because the app doesn't really function anymore, they're able to let your Furby connect through a new app okay. with other Furbies around the world. Oh, yeah. So now it's interconnectivity. That's the gimmick, yeah. right? And so it's scary um, because when you do that interconnectivity, it then spurs off um, all of the crazy stuff, which we're going to start getting into, like the myths, I, what it can. Before you get to that, I think I think, yeah. you, ex- I think you just explained the gaps. Yeah. So the gaps in development are literally – whatever their new gimmick they've come up with runs out of steam. Yeah. They go ahead and sunset the product at which point sometime in the next 18 months to two years or, you know, whatever the, their, their reboot timeline is somebody goes into a boardroom and says, what do we have that we can change and we can resell? Mm-hmm. What product do we already have in house that we can, and somebody goes, ah, uh, Tom, we still have that Furby thing over there. And they go, Excellent. Genius. You and your team go over there and start making the new Furby line. And then they go in and they do some R&D and they come up with whatever, you know, research, whatever's hot, like interconnectedness. Yeah. Oh, everybody wants to do that. We have a product that could potentially do that. Let's go ahead and sell it. uh, You know, take it because they already own the license essentially. Right. So, yeah. 
And I think the hard part is what a gamble, right? You're going to sell a new Furby that has the ability to connect all over the world. So you have to hope that it sells all over the world. Sure. Right. And it's such a weird gamble and it does, it it's kind of successful at the time, but it only lasts until for like one year this time, Mm -hmm. it starts to drop off very quickly. Um, so this is where it starts getting, uh, weird back in 99, I was talking about those intelligence agencies that actually were like, we can't do this. They actually passed a law in, uh, January 13th of 1999 in the U S that said you couldn't bring one of those Furbies into an NSA building. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, they were so afraid. They they didn't stop production or anything. Right, they right, were, right. They were just so afraid that they would um like be able to talk or be able to record stuff. Uh what is weird is in order for this to actually have happened, a Furby had to have been brought into an NSA building to begin with. So mm-hmm. they like it and it moved or something and it freaked people out. So Roger Schiffman uh, is he is the owner of uh, Tiger Electronics. He comes out uh, many years later and he's like, hey, I was never asked to give a statement on this. Like, what? why was I never asked to give a statement about the security issues in 1999? Like, what is happening? And Dave Hampton actually shows that it doesn't capture anything. There's not even anything in the original Furbies sure. that can capture um, and even better, what he does is he hooks the microphone up and then plays what it can hear through a speaker. And the only thing that it can actually pick up is just one monotone beep. It can't actually pick up any kind of language or anything. So um, all of this happens and they are starting to figure out like, okay, we can figure this out and we'll repeal it. So they withdraw the ban. Because we need these in NSA buildings for some reason. Right, right. What the hell's going on? They withdraw the band too early because the new Furbies can be connected to through Bluetooth and can actually start to capture sound. Right, right. Yeah, because the new thing they roll out is actually the thing they were worried about yeah. with real tech that could really do it, right? So so they... How is this any scarier than Alexa, though? Like, right. It's essentially the same idea. Right. So... Or your is, conference call phone, right? Your yeah. Phone. I think so. the scarier part is we know where Alexa, where that is going. It's going to Amazon or uh, all that stuff. We know when we talk to our phone or talk and our phones start to give us targeted ads, we know that Facebook picked it up or Instagram picked it up. With a Furby, if you were able to connect to it, we don't know where that's going. Sure. And so Bluetooth has a range. So it's obviously somewhere within the vicinity or some like figurative way to do that, but there's no actual way for us to pick up where it went. And so the new Furbies are kind of a problem. But so, I, don't, I don't know about uh, the size of the NSA or the number of people at the NSA with kids who might have yeah. a Furby. And, and like, what is this, what is this use case for, for, for Furbies, I mean, is this one scenario where yeah. this happens, or like, how often would this possibly happen? So we, I have a list of six myths that it was so problematic with Furbies in the beginning that six things kept reoccurring. Um, here's the first one: Furbies 
thought that, uh, or parents thought that Furbies were teaching their kids swear words because they were hearing Furbish. And they thought like, oh my God, you're teaching my kid to say the F word. And that was a huge myth that got spread like crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> it jumps. Which words? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Like it says, and then when you look at the vocabulary, it only can say, it's like the Hawaiian language. Like so many letters are missing. Mm-hmm. And so as it talks, it like, it doesn't even have the ability to do these things. Right. Um, myth number two, we had a big jump here. People could like, they started to believe that it could launch space shuttles. The Furby. Furby. They have how, no. How, how does it launch? They thought it was going to interfere with tech if it was near that stuff and start to launch things. So, so the Furby was essentially like an interference thing. Like, I, for whatever reason, my brain pictures the Furby on the street, just sort of do 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 do, just scudding around on its own. Yeah, and it's setting off everything in like the beginning of Superman three or something, and everything is going wrong because this little toy is doing. I don't know. It's insane. That's insane. Yeah, uh, it, and it's such a big jump. Like if yeah, you that didn't, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you didn't believe the first myth of the swear words, that one I could buy. It's yeah. ridiculous, but I could buy people hearing funny syllables and going, "Yeah, like, did he just say the f word?" And then and I then, could buy that. So yeah, and then your crazy uncle comes right. in and says, "No, no, no, it can." I launch. saw it on the news. Yeah, they, they do that. They're teaching everybody. It's going. Whole country's going to hell. Yeah, so anyway, yeah I, can, I can imagine this scenario. So. And then the NSA space or uh, the security threat, that's number three. That happened even after they repealed it or withdrew the ban. It, they were still seen as a threat. Number four. That's ridiculous. Number four is pretty crazy. Number four, the FAA thought that Furbies would interfere with planes taking off and landing. So the same thing like as your phone, right? Yep. And and the previous thing too. So like that whole concept of whatever's in them. You know, that might mess up with the radio waves for some sort of reason. Right. I, again, the scenario of Johnny number five goes down the street and he's setting off weird alpha waves and it's causing yeah. all the TVs to get screwed up or whatever. Ridiculous, I, but I just hilarious. It's like when you put a magnet on like an old TV, yeah. that's what it seems like in my right. head. Right. And so, um, and again, uh, it, they just didn't have any proof. Sure. It had never happened. Um, and they, cell phones, like, they kept they always now say that cell phones but there's not really they function on different waves still even then and so they just were blaming furbies or had this weird myth and aura around it uh then it moves to the medical field for a while they were suggested not to be brought into um emergency rooms or things like that they thought the medical equipment would go haywire same again same thing as like the this little animatronic dumb thing right is going is going to impact your ability to get a you know have surgery or, or have tests done yeah what is again con- how often is it happening that somebody's going into an emergency room and they have the furby with them right like, when does this happen when does this come up like once in a bazillion years yeah it could be like there's kids sick and a grandparent brings it but yes. there's other than that even if they did it's in a box you're telling me this thing is going to like screw up your medical ability? It just seems like that's such an edge case that yeah. like that doesn't happen nearly enough that anybody would have that this would get picked up and then spread around as like a thing that happens. Right. And people to make up rules. 
Here Can you imagine is... they're at the op- they're at the office going rule number one, no Furbies. <laughs> rule number one: if you bring in a Furby, you're fired. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, can't have that in the emergency room. I understand it's the comfort toy, and they're sick, and we have to perform tests. But the Furby's got to go. Yeah, like, what a weird, hilarious. So anyway, the cool. the problematic pieces with three of these uh, or four of these. So the medical equipment, the FAA, the NSA, and then space shuttle launches. Sure. All four of them use different technology. Mm-hmm. And somehow this weird Furby toy, not only is it not technologically advanced, but you think that it's going to be able to somehow get to all four different ones. Right. It's it's it, the, the kind of scenario where we tell ourselves weird fun stories yeah and then for whatever reason certain people believe them and then they become like the lore or whatever yeah uh it, and it's that like that game of telephone which is a piece of information which is not solid or correct passed on from person to person turns into this remixed piece of interesting nonsense and, and what it just tells you that we're weird right yeah. people are strange because we kind of believe anything if we're given enough reason to believe it Right. It, it doesn't yeah. even mean we're gullible. It just means if we're given enough reason to buy it or b- believe the thing is scenario, that's a real thing. Then we'll go. Yeah, that's true. That, that's uh, yeah. absolutely happening. I'm glad you said that because the sixth one is kind of a handful. Okay. At some point, someone decided, I wonder what this fur on the Furby is made out of. Oh my God. Here so we they, go again. They cut off some and they Tested sent it. it. Yeah. They had it analyzed and it came back as part cats and dogs sure of course which it is and i'm sure it's plastic well yeah so it's only acrylic like it's 100 acrylic the problem was that person owned animals right yeah so it went nuts and there was a long period stretch where people thought i can't buy furbies and i can't support this even to the point we're killing animals yeah (laughs) the owner of Tiger Electronics at this time had to put out a statement that said, our things are made of acrylic, 100%, Right. no cats and dogs. We don't even have a factory for that. Well, it's like the damage has been done. Even if they say that, the damage has been done because what's yep. happened is this urban myth has now been spread that there's cat or dog hair in a Furby. Uh, and regardless, some, sometimes the scenario is no matter how much uh, truth or information provided you can't overcome the initial right thing right and so the yeah. damage is done they, they can put out all the statements they want you're not going to sell these things anymore yeah people showing up and everybody's going like uh stop shaving my cat to make your toy <laughs> i mean can you imagine like the little kids got the toy and they're like oh my god that kid has a furby yeah this looks the, like bingo what they've done to dogs and cats just to make that toy yeah but, no it's all plastic yeah weirdos but like and not even good plastic it's like crazy like it's i'm sure it's yeah i'm sure it's as cheap as it could possibly be yeah and so so that is for like all the myths last cool thing in 2016 a production company goes by twc wants to turn furby into a movie movie. yeah you know it's gotta happen and the one stipulation that they were coming up against was you can't just have a 90-minute commercial to buy Furby. Sure. You need to actually have a What's plot the story? and all that. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and the problematic piece is before they could do it, they went out of business in 2018 and all assets were acquired by other companies, mm-hmm. but there's not been anything announced about a Furby movie from any other company. So are there characters? I mean, are, are there Furby, like, you know, this is Pete Furby and this is Judy Furby. Like, are there actual characters or are they just all like, do they have any personalities? In these, there is no name, only a model number. Yeah. So like, yep. So if you're thinking about people who are making a movie, they have this great, uh, open canvas. Like yeah. They got this cool, cute thing that seemingly is past its prime, but for whatever reason they say like, but we think we can make a movie out of it. It's a, mm-hmm. a, a known thing. So maybe it's easier to start from there than create a whole new idea or a whole new look or something like that. And then they could, if there's no real characters, they can just make all the characters up. Like yeah. so much, so much free territory. Uh, I mean, they could revive Furbies all over again, just by, if they made one good character, yeah. and centered the whole movie around it. Uh, you got to get people to watch it, obviously, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, that is Furbies. That's pretty interesting. I, uh, I now know way too much about Furbies. Yeah. There. And it's like the craziest fad. Again, it was like a one-off thing. And this actually spurred off things called, um, they were called Poochie. It was this robotronic dog <laughs> that you would say things and it would like move and walk and, um, there was a couple other ones. There was a, uh, bird version that would record and they look very science, uh, fiction because like they had like a black, um, eye part and it was just a lighting inside. So oh, weird. Yeah. very science fiction. Um, but Furby's kind of paved the way for some of the technology we have now. Yeah.